you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Have you ever written a big, huge goal on your to-do list and then felt discouraged as you watched it sit on your to-do list day after day, week after week, without that satisfying check mark next to it? We've all been there. Maybe the reason you haven't crossed off those goals is that they're too big. Now, I'm not here to tell you not to have big goals. You guys know me better than that. I hope you have the biggest goals in your business because I know you're capable of anything and I truly mean that. What I mean is you haven't broken those goals down into small enough bites. Maybe you think you have, but have you really broken down each and every step into micro steps that might seem tedious and maybe even silly, but what if doing that helps you create momentum towards your goals? What if creating momentum helps you grow your confidence? What if that confidence helps you reach that goal with ease? If this sounds intriguing, you will love my conversation with Sarah Light, founder and CEO of Soul Planners, a planner for entrepreneurs and goal setters. Sarah is a mom to almost five kiddos, as well as a former social seller. She designed this planner with you in mind, and I can't wait for you to hear more about it. Stay tuned until the end of the episode. We are giving away one of her beautiful planners to one lucky winner. I also want to point out that I mentioned April 2nd a couple of times, but I meant to say April 6th. Hashtag real life. Check out the show notes for links to shop Soul Planners as well as details on how to enter the giveaway. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for being my guest on Directly Different this week. We are going to be talking about planning. So exciting, especially as we come into a new quarter. So thank you so much for being a guest on the show this week. Thanks, Tiffany. All right, to get started, tell us a little bit about you and your family. I know we were just chatting about it before we hopped on, and I was just so impressed and so wowed by your all of your, you know, how many kids you have and all that kind of stuff. So share all of that with <laughs> listeners for us today. Okay, so yeah, I'm Sarah, and I have, right now I have four kids, and we're about to have our fifth, like any day now. And it's funny having five kids, I feel like now puts us in a weird category of like, oh, you're a large family. <laughs> and we homeschool our kids and I work from home and my husband works full time for a he has a very busy job. So I have had to learn a lot about planning just to survive my days and to enjoy my days with my family. All right. So obviously your beautiful planner that you have designed and developed came out of a need in your own life, but I would love to hear about your social selling experience before you founded your company. So tell us a little bit about how you got into social selling and you know what you learned through that and just tell us your whole story. So I first got into social selling when I was fresh out of grad school. I was a social worker. My husband works for a nonprofit 
and you know, um, social selling was going to provide an income need for us. And it did amazingly. And um, I was a top leader in my company for about eight years. And over the eight years, I always was struggling to find a planner uh, because it's just a unique position you're in because most of the time you're a female working from home running your home, but you're also running a big business. And although it's a part-time business, there's a lot of pieces to it. And um, to be professional and to have your appointments and your parties and your phone calls, I just needed something to be able to hold it all and be able to hold my family's stuff as well. And so I either found myself having to have two different planners or I'd find like a super functional one at, at Staples or something, but it was like so boring and black and white. Um, I've always loved like stationery and clip art and all of that. So anytime I went to a stationery store and I found a beautiful planner, I'd be so excited. I'd open it up and it would just be like these blank one little like three inch boxes. I'm like, that is not going to serve my life. That's, I'm not going to be able to do that. So eventually I'm like, I think there's enough women out there that would love a beautiful planner for one and are just need a place to hold like family stuff and work stuff. So you can stay on top of it all and um, and not be like the bag lady carrying all your journals and notebooks and papers and all of that. <laughs> so it was, yeah, in my years of doing social selling that I realized there's just, this is such a, a group, a big, a large group um, that I feel like all have the same need. Yes, for sure. And you're so right because we do have at least two different roles, if not more, you know, we have, like you said, we have the home stuff, which that's a whole thing. That's a whole full-time job in and of itself. And we have our work from home life where we have to keep that straight, like you said. And so, and that's just the bare minimum. If you're a social seller, that's the bare minimum, whether or not you have kids, like there's home stuff that needs to get done. There's work stuff that needs to get done. We have so much going on. Plus, you know, if you have a job outside the home, you got to add that in. As kids get older, you add in their stuff, their activities, it can get so out of control so fast. And sometimes just writing, you know, little to do's on a sticky note. I'm holding up a sticky pad that doesn't cut it after a while. Right. Right. (laughs) Like you said, you have seven different planners that you're carrying around in a huge bag and nobody, nobody wants to do that either. So it was kind of converging to this need for a beautiful planner because, of course, like you said, as females, we love pretty things. Right, right. <laughs> and if it's pretty, we're more apt to pick it up and write in it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. So tell us a little bit about how then you founded your company, which is called Soul Planners, which, okay, I am a huge fan of true crime. So I consider myself an armchair detective. <laughs> and I am venturing to guess that the name Soul, which S, it's called, it's spelled S O L planners. I'm assuming that is your, are those your initials? Those are my initials. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Love it. All right. But it's also, you know, the name for son and yes. the Latin name for son. And just the way we mark our days is, you know, when the sun comes up and goes down. And so that it is both. It's very much both together. Oh my goodness. I'm obsessed with that. I love little things like that. And your logo at first, when I saw the soul, the sun, like, oh, that makes yeah. sense, you know, soul planners. But then I saw your name and I was like, Hmm, I wonder if those yeah. are her initials too. <laughs> that worked out perfectly. Yes, <laughs> I feel <it> like <laughs> that was kind of like an open door, like, okay, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. 
So tell us a little bit about how Soul Planners came to be. Well, it was in towards the end of my season um, in social selling. I was doing Mary Kay and I loved my business. And I this was also the time where I had my third kid. And um, I was starting the planner business really just to serve like me and some of my friends and other leaders in my company. But it did get to be like too much to do both. I'm like, I can't do the planner thing. I can't come home energized for my three kids. And I I could, I actually could have, but I really was, it was everything was coming to a, he- a head and I felt like I'm going to have to put one thing down. And it was that, that was to this day, still one of the most difficult seasons is to decide what do I put down? What's most important? What's going to serve this season of my life? And I decided to put my social selling business down in order to build the planner business. But I love, love, love that this planner, like I would say 85% of my customers are social sellers. And I, cause I just have a passion for that industry. And so I love that. I, although I had to step down for my company, I um, love serving that group of people because I just think it's a unique, um, I love how goal oriented social sellers are. And then just being out on my own, it was so much harder actually than um, running my my Mary Kay business because I was all alone. I didn't have any mentors or anyone that had gone before me. So that's what it looked like to step away from one company and, and start my own company all on my own. But I, I, I felt like I was going to be able to serve a lot more people that way and my family. Oh my goodness. That would be a really hard decision. But like you said, when it comes down to it, you wanted to serve the most people possible. And I think that's so beautiful too. And I think that is what has contributed to your success is you weren't putting it into a box. Like I can only, okay, well, I'm just going to keep, you know, going down the Mary Kay path, nothing wrong with that, but being able to serve just a broader range of people, I think is your heart in the long run. And so I, I love that you made that decision, even though it was so, so hard. And so thanks for sharing that because that is a real part of your journey. So tell us, how was that process? Like, did you have to find suppliers and manufacturers? Like, what is that, what is that design process? Like when you launch a physical product like that? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Google search. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And a lot of like hoping that the supplier, I'm going to send all my money to the supplier and I hope that they're actually going to give me a physical product at the end of it. Um, so it was a lot of trusting and Googling and figuring it out. But then you get into a rhythm year after year, especially like a planner is, is so rhythmic and there's seasons to it. I knew right away like the layout I wanted because I knew that I needed like those. I wanted my planner to be half hour time slots so that a woman running a business and has a phone call at an actual time during the day could write it in her planner. And then when her kid has a soccer game at an actual time, you, you know, and you can visually see how much time something is taking. That was really important to me. That was like the top of my list. Okay. We have to have this in the planner and then um, bringing in like a lot of the goal pieces, goal setting, um, prioritizing, kind of wrestling through what's most important to you. And is that going to show up on this paper when you look at your calendar, how, like, how can we get it to flow like that? So I did a lot of the layout. And then I had a friend who was a graphic designer. She helped me. Um, I mean, I love fonts so much, Tiffany, that I had like 25 different fonts in this planner because they all just looked so cute to me. I was having so much fun with it. And she streamlined it. So I actually looked a lot more professional afterwards. 
I love that. Sometimes it takes that I from somebody else. I know I'm the same way where I like how like, oh, I like that. I like that. I like that too. Oh no. (laughs) So it's always great to have, you know, a professional come in and be like, okay, I know you love all of this, but let's, you know, you can equally love something a little bit more simple. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And she's still, she's still the graphic designer that does a lot, a lot of the work each year. So that's amazing. All right, Sarah, what other elements for your planner were super important for you to add in that you didn't see in other places? So we talked about the half hour time slots. What does, you know, the month page look like? What does, you know, the, the daily page look like? So tell us a little bit more about the elements that were super important to you that made it into your planner. Yeah. So I started with like the week at a glance page, which you can see the whole week and everything is uh, broken down by the time, time slots. And then there's this page that I I think has, I didn't know that this would become the most popular page, but the most popular page is called the brain dump page. And it comes right before every week, right before every week at a glance. And it's just a page you work through on usually on a Sunday night when you're planning. And it gives you a place to just do just that, a brain dump. You get everything out of your head, get it on paper, because we tend, I feel like, we tend to do that only when we reach max capacity and like we're so overwhelmed and then we'll pull out a piece of paper and brain dump. But imagine doing it every single week, how just rhythmic that is and how how often your brain is getting clear of a lot of clutter. And um, you get to brain dump everything out and then um, you get to rank everything that you've dumped out of your brain. You rank it by how it important it is and how closely tied it is to your goals. So the other thing I feel like sometimes when you do a brain dump, you get it all out and then you just start tackling things on this list. Like, okay, I'm going to do this. And you might go for the easiest thing first, or you might just start doing stuff and not ask yourself, like, do I actually need to do this? And is this important? And what's going to move the needle forward? So it there's a little wrestling that goes on on a Sunday night where you're really having to think about what's most important, but then it makes the rest of the week like fly by so so much smoother because you've already decided like what's important. So that was another feature that people have come to love. I love that. I think that is a really important step in our planning process each and every week is that brain dump. And you're right. I do that. I'm so guilty of that, of writing everything down and then just picking off the easy things just so I can check them off. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But like you said, sometimes that isn't always serving us the best because at the end of the day, those important things are still not getting done. (laughs) So we are then in that like, oh no, I didn't, you know, I didn't accomplish what I needed. My goal didn't get finished this week or this month or this year. And you look back and you're like, yeah, it's because I was just doing the easy stuff just to get those little check boxes (laughs) marked off. So that is definitely an issue that we face as social sellers, as moms, as humans in general. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Humans. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So speaking of what are some more challenges that you see social sellers struggle with when it comes to setting goals? I know you said that a majority of your customers are social sellers. So what do they tell you is their biggest challenge when goal setting? Where do we Mm (laughs) self-sabotage on a regular basis? There's a couple of things. I'm going to try and narrow it down. Well, January comes around and, you know, you're so motivated to just change your whole life. In January, and I notice a lot of <clears throat> business owners in general, they they just make all the goals. They'll make 
all the goals, like 12 goals at once. I'm going to lose this weight. I'm going to save this much money. I'm going to go up this rank in my business. And everything is just written down and you and you go for it all at once, all 12 goals at once. And it's very hard to see progress in that many areas of your life for, for a long period of time. And I noticed by the time February or March comes, either they don't even ever look at their goal again. And so there's no progress being made or there is some progress being made, but you're mostly seeing the areas you're failing in. And that's very discouraging and it's hard to stay motivated to keep going and it's easier to get distracted. And so by this time of the year, by the end of quarter one, there's just so much burnout happening. And so I feel like we self-sabotage ourselves by just chasing all the things at one time instead of Instead of narrowing it down to just one or two things, it's hard to just decide what's the one thing I'm going to tenaciously go after this quarter and uh, break down and see progress in. But it's funny how if you just take one or two areas and go after that by just by itself and let the other things go, I mean, that takes a step of faith. But by doing that, you are so much more likely to follow through. You see this progress going on, which is so motivating. It's one of the most motivating feelings for human is to see progress. And then you're like actually more motivated and excited for the next month or the next quarter to keep going. And then like this increment happens and you make more and more progress. And then something weird happens. It just spills over into other areas of your life. You become more disciplined in your eating or you become more disciplined in your finances. And um, just by focusing on one or two things at a time. I feel like that's so great too, that momentum that you experience when you start seeing that progress, even just little progress. And then also I feel like the added benefit of seeing it written down on a pen, you know, with a pen on paper, I think that is so valuable too, that we cannot, we absolutely cannot discount that motivation to see it in writing and then to be able to work towards those goals, no matter how big, no matter how small, they're all important. And I love the idea of focusing on one or two at a time, especially when you break it down into quarters, because even if you did one or two goals per quarter, that's four to eight things that you've, huge things that you've accomplished through the year. And so I love the idea of breaking it into quarters too. I think that's a really Mm -hmm. great tip. Mm -hmm. All right, Sarah. So how can we ensure that we are breaking our big, huge goals down? I know we're talking about, you know, focusing on one or two things per quarter, per year, per whenever you choose to do that, depending on how, I'm sure it depends too on how big it is. Or if you're going for an incentive trip, that's usually a six month incentive period or whatever your company has. So what are your best tips on how we can ensure that we are going to make that daily progress towards these big goals? Well, one thing that I noticed that is just natural for us to do is when you have a big goal, especially if it's big and slightly ambiguous, which sometimes big goals are, it's kind of hazy how to get from here to there. Like how does what I do today affect that goal? And so the, the natural thing to do is just how much time do I have? Let's divide it up. And let's say you have a year, divide it up into 12 and you make that, you're like, I'm just going to make this even progress monthly for the next 12 months. But the challenge with that is not that doesn't take into account where you actually are. Like, are you in a place where you can hit that first month? Because if not, and you miss that first month, you're already behind. It just that feeling of being behind is a stressful feeling, leads to burnout. 
So instead, breaking it down, like we talked a little bit about by quarters, like just let's just think about quarter one and what kind of progress can I see myself that like what kind of progress is doable, but makes me stretch a little bit. And it might feel like so silly small. I always encourage people just go so much smaller than you think and slower in the beginning because you just got to get that progress going and then it, it gets bigger and bigger like a snowball. Just thinking about yeah, much smaller progress in the beginning, almost so small that it's like guaranteed you're going to hit it. It's like, it could be something like I need to make this many phone calls a day or this many follow-ups, a number that is so small that you're like, I don't care what kind of day and what, what goes awry. I know I can rely on myself to do that. It might even be smaller than that, Tiffany. It might be like, did I sit in my chair that I normally do to make the phone calls? check. You get the check mark for that because you're proving to yourself. I'm a person that follows through. I have integrity. And, um, it just, it takes a lot of work to go that far back and go that small in the beginning to think about that, but the impact that has on your motivation and your progress. And, um, so just think so, so small in the beginning, and then you get a sense for like, what can I do? What's working? Where are my habits that are holding me back? Um, and, and you start to see that progress. And, and like I said, it snowballs. So I guess the tip would be to take into account the season and like where you're at right now and how small can you go? So you can absolutely rely on yourself to follow through. And then next quarter you'll assess, okay, what progress did I make? How much do I have left to go? And what do I want to do this quarter? I love that. And yes, going back to proving to yourself that you can, that you can do something. I think that's huge. You will see so much progress when you prove to yourself every day that you can do even the littlest things, because like you said, it tricks your brain into thinking, I am somebody who accomplishes my goals every day. And that goal can be, like you said, the stupidest little thing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You still prove to your brain <laughs> that you can yeah. do that. And the confidence you have, and when you're at, when you look someone in the eye and, and you're talking about your business opportunity, you can tell them confidently who you are and, and why you believe in it when you have that integrity and that confidence. Absolutely. And we are guilty of, we say to ourselves, okay, my to-do list, my goal this week is to set up a customer follow-up system. Okay. Well, that's a terrible line mm -hmm. item on your to-do list because that involves deciding, you know, how you're going to follow up and how often you're going to follow up and where you're going to start with that and how you're going to retrieve the information. You know, it's, it involves so many steps. That at the end of the week, when you haven't crossed that off your list, you wonder why. And it's because yeah. there were a hundred steps involved in it. And so you can put that maybe as your monthly, quarterly, whatever goal, and then break that down into the tiniest little steps, you know, sign up for project broadcast, <laughs> uh, download your customer, you know, your back office, your customer information from your back office, you know, yep. <laughs> you have to go step-by-step. Step. You have to break it down. And I'm talking to myself. I do this all the time where I write down the craziest things on my to-do list for a week. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. But those are the first ones to not get done because I didn't break it down into smaller things. <laughs> right. And when you break it down into smaller things, that was such a good example because there's so many micro steps to that. When you break it down and you write down the micro steps, when you do get to check off more, which is motivating, when you break it down into those micro steps, you actually are kind of hit with this reality of I actually don't have as much time as I thought I did. I thought I could sit here and knock out this whole project. But when I look at all these steps, I realize 
I have to structure my my week a lot differently than I thought I did. And you you have to come to terms with that too. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's so important. That is something I run into all the time where I'm like, oh, I got to do this this week. And then it eats up, you know, one whole day and then I'm behind on other things too. So it happens. It happens to the best of us. But then, like you said, you assess and you know for next time how long that's going to take. And so you can plan for it. And so it won't seem as daunting or overwhelming or as time consuming because you knew how much time it would take. Mm -hmm. All right, Sarah, let's talk about a concept that you talk to customers about and to other people about. And this is the concept of plan tightly, but hold loosely. So what does this mean? And how Mm -hmm. can we implement this mindset into our social selling businesses and our planning processes each and every week? Yeah. I've noticed there's um, two groups of, we usually fall on two ends of a spectrum. Either we love plans and we love to color code our planners and get all on paper and, and we just want to live and die by our plan on our paper. And then the other side is like, I'm just going to wing it. Nothing goes according to plan anyway. So I put it on paper. I'm just going to get through my day. However, I get through my day, but those, I I would say both of those are unhealthy. Um, So if you can, take um, some characteristics from planning tightly, because I do think that, okay, if you, especially if you are a social seller and you have goals, or if you have a family, there are some major important things in your life that I think are worth planning for. If there's something on your heart, a goal you're going after, a mission you have, that is not just going to happen. It just doesn't fall into your lap by winging it. It takes intention and it takes planning and it takes discipline. And so you have to plan tightly if you really want to go after something that's really important. However, life does not go according to plan always. And you can get knocked off course when your plans don't go how you thought they would, which could cause you to avoid or be discouraged. And so to know that it is important and worth it to plan and plan tightly However, to leave room in your schedule for some margin and to leave um, some flexibility for interruptions to happen and to be able to be flexible and pivot. And I will say the only way you can actually do that is to be aware of what is important and what's not important, which again, takes some time of like wrestling through like what is most important to me? What are my top priorities? Because then when things happen and you don't have time to get through your whole list or you can't do everything you wanted to, if you're really clear on what's most, most important and you've decided ahead of time, it's so much easier to make those decisions of like, what do I got to let go, let go of? What do I got to say no to? And what do I got to cling on to? And if you've decided ahead of time when you're clear headed and not as emotional and like overwhelmed, it, it makes those decisions much, much easier. And you're allowed to you're able to hold your plans a lot more loosely and pivot and and be flexible because interruptions happen, especially if you do, if you are a mom, I mean, um, your interruptions are the important things in your life. And so you got to be able to, to pivot and be flexible, but you, you won't know that if you don't, if you haven't taken the time to know what's most important to you and your family, like this season, this year, and to take the time to wrestle through that. Yes. And you demonstrated this when you made that decision to step away from social selling, active social mm-hmm. selling, because that was just, it It couldn't all happen. And so that mm-hmm. was, like you said, it was such a hard decision. It doesn't make it easy, but then decisions going forward were easier because you knew you had a clear 
path of what you wanted to do, a clear vision of what your goals were long-term. And obviously you can't give up your family. <laughs> They're right. there to stay, right? You, they are definitely a priority. <laughs> and, you know, having to make those tough decisions, it's it's worth the effort. It's worth the the wrestling because in the end, you are accomplishing, you know, just the bigger picture of what you want your life to look like these decisions, these little decisions are going to contribute to that. Yeah. And especially in social selling at different companies, there's so many um, different styles of ways to do things. And so what might be most important to you is it might not be most important to the other top leader in your company. Like, you know, your focus might be on customer follow-up or and her focus is on recruiting. I don't know, but it's like, you have to decide that for yourself. Like what in this season, what are you going to be focusing on? Cause you most likely aren't going to be able to do everything and you're going to have to set some of it down and you might disappoint somebody else. Uh, <laughs> but if you've decided what's important to you, then you have, again, it goes back to that feeling of integrity and I'm moving forward in the areas I want to move forward in. Mm-hmm. And our success is so different from person to person. And that's the beauty of social selling is that we define our success and what success looks like for us and for our families and what that financial and time freedom looks like for each and every individual person. And it's that's why we're in this industry. And so mm -hmm. I think it's true that sometimes, you know, we can have different goals than what people think we should have. But in the end, if that's what we are pursuing, then that's, that's okay. Whatever it is, that's, amazing. And so I love that, you know, we are able to choose that whatever direction we'd like to go. Me too. Me too. All right, Sarah. So we are, of course, it is the, the day that this is going live is April 2nd, which is the very beginning of Ooh, quarter two. Quarter. <laughs> yes. Yes. Happy new quarter to everybody. What can listeners do today to get set up for a successful quarter? I know we've talked about so many things in this episode, but what are some action steps they can take? What are some of those little nitty gritty you know, action steps that we talked about in the episode that they can take today, this week, after listening to this episode, that they can set themselves up for a successful quarter. I think just taking the time, like go, go to your planner right now and set aside 30 to 60 minutes to go through the goals you wrote down in January and just take some time. This is such a good pivotal quarter to, to really reflect on what you wrote. Like, why was that important to you in January? There was something there. And then what moving forward in the next couple months, heading into summer, what progress do you want to make? And what makes sense for this season? What are things that, okay, I'm going to need another, I thought I was going to finish that quarter one, I didn't. So I'm going to need another quarter or what are the things that have changed or things that have come up, but just to actually set aside the time to have those thoughts um, and to reflect and review for quarter two. Yes. And you're right. Quarter two is very exciting because it is going into, you know, those spring and summer months. And I feel like, you know, we're coming out of like, quote unquote, the J months where <laughs> we always think uh -huh. quarter one, oh, but we are coming into just such a fun season of social selling. And I think it is so valuable to take a moment, especially to reassess the goals that we set for ourselves in January. We're not the same people that we were in January. <laughs> we're already. Person. Yeah. I know already after just a few months. And so like you said, just prioritizing, you know, why is that, why was that goal important to me then? And is it still important now? How can I move forward with that? So I love those suggestions. Very powerful. So those listening that are wanting to check out your planner, how can they do so? How can they find you? 
Well, you could go to my website, which is soulplanners.com, and you can look at the planners there. I know it's a weird time to look at planners. You probably already have one. But the other thing that's on the website that anyone would benefit from is um, I have a goal setting guide and it would be perfect for the beginning of quarter two. You could just download, it's like eight or nine pages and you can do some of that. You know, if you haven't done like the soul searching, what's important to me? What are my values? How do I want to show up this year? You can download all the goal setting pages from the planner on there. And you can also look at the planner. There's also a fun quiz, like what's your planning style and, and how could you tweak something to, to get more out of your schedule? But it's all on my website, soulplanners.com. I love it. And that is solplanners.com for those. And I'll, of course, I'll put all of it in the show notes. And you're on Instagram too, right? Yep. Yep. And that's just at soulplanners. Perfect. And like I said, all the links will be in the show notes. So here's a fun thing for those listening in real time. Like we said, this episode is scheduled for April 2nd, 2023. So if you are listening around that date, head to either one of our Instagrams that's at soulplanners or at directly different podcasts. And we have information on how you can enter to win a free planner from Sarah, which is so generous. Thank you so much. It'll be very easy to enter. We promise. Cause we were talking beforehand. We ourselves do not like complicated giveaway entries. So why would we do that to you guys? <laughs> it's going to be so easy to enter and to win one of those beautiful planners that Sarah has so thoughtfully designed and has made truly for you. For you, those listening, it's for you guys. So take a moment, head over to our Instagrams, find out how you can enter to win those planners. And Sarah, thank you so much for spending time, especially right now as you're gearing up to have <laughs> another baby in your family. Although you're an old pro by now. So it's probably like you said, we were chatting beforehand and you said, I feel so much more relaxed this time around. So love it. So thank you again for spending time with me and for chatting with our listeners about just goal planning and goal setting and why it's so important to be so intentional about it because it sets us up for major success down the road. So thank you again for being on the show this week. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And thanks for your work, Tiffany. I wish I had this podcast when I was in dark sales because this is all the info I would have needed to keep going. That is so kind of you to say. I appreciate it so much. Thanks again. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.